Welcome to the Winning at Fibromyalgia podcast. This is Dr. Ziegenbein, a board-certified rheumatologist and fibromyalgia patient herself. I tell you how to win at fibromyalgia and stand up to it once and for all. Hello, everyone. I am beyond excited to welcome today's guest, Dr. Robin Tiger who is coming today to talk to me about stress relief and how it pertains to longevity and disease and illness in general. And the reason I'm so excited is because I have attended her masterclass or webinar live, and I have learned a couple of techniques myself recently that I'm using for stress relief at least three times a week. And I'm so excited that she can share more of her work and magic with us. Dr. Tiger is a physician, trauma-informed self-care coach, and a podcaster. She is on a mission to empower women MDs and physicians and in general with self-care tools. And she's a lead faculty and subject matter expert on stress management for American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Dr. Robin, welcome to my show. I'm so excited you are here. I'm really honored to be here, Martina. Thank you so much for inviting me. I have been looking forward to this and excited since I found out that you actually, uh, you found my link and scheduled the appointment. I'm, I'm really excited. So my first question to you is, I know a little bit about your journey because you shared it with us on your live workshop. Would you mind sharing with my listeners about how did you actually get from being a radiologist? I didn't mention that yet. You, have, you were a radiologist and you changed to being basically trauma-informed self-care coach. Uh, you did a lot of training to get there. So what, what propelled you? How did it start? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I practiced diagnostic radiology for many years. I love being a doctor. I still think it's one of the greatest privileges of all time to care for others and to have the trust of others. But what I noticed probably about, I'm going to say around 15 years ago or so, 15 to 20 years ago, over time, I started to develop lots of symptoms and illnesses. And I couldn't really put them together and no doctor could put them together either. Um, it was a time when I had two little kids and a husband and a dog and I was practicing medicine and I was very involved in my community and my hospital and so on. And the things that I started to experience were things such as migraine headaches with really horrible vomiting, tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, vertigo, which was dizziness at the slightest turn of my head, bleeding gums. My gums would just spontaneously bleed. I wasn't even eating. Mm. They would just bleed, right? Like, what does that have to do with anything? No idea. I had really bad pain in my body, particularly my shoulders, my neck, my back, my hips, my big toe. I mean, like everything hurt, right? So I just felt kind of trapped in this very tense, painful body. I had really bad reflux with burning chest pain My goodness. and really scary symptom of paresthesias, which mean that I lost sensation in my hands, in my feet and the left side of my back. And that would just intermittently happen. And it happened at some really scary times. Example, I'd be driving a car and I couldn't feel the steering wheel, or I'd be cutting up vegetables and I couldn't feel the knife or I would be doing a breast biopsy and I couldn't feel the biopsy gun in my hand. It just like lost sensation. And that was particularly terrifying because I thought I had a, like a neurologic disease or right? some debilitating disease because that's what my doctor brain was interpreting that to be. 
and I wasn't sleeping. I was exhausted. I was anxious and stressed and reactive and saying things I wish I could take back and so on all the time. Didn't even recognize myself. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but I just want to uh, pause for a moment because this sounds pretty scary. And for you are a physician. So we as physicians, we tend to think about a worst case scenario or like bad things. I can only imagine what would it be if you were not a physician. But how did you like so many symptoms? You have listed at least 10, including mm-hmm. pain, reflux, sinitus, paresthesias. Mm-hmm. How did you like put it all together? What were you thinking? Where was your mind? This is now you said 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, my mind actually went from, you know, stress and anxious to, I can't take another day like this, to, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. I mean, it was really that bad. And I went over time to lots of different doctors, right? That's what we do. I went to a gastroenterologist and a periodontist and a neurologist after I saw my internists, of course, and lots of PT, OT, let's see, acupuncture, massage. I was on lots of pills. Every doctor I went to gave me a pill. We call it a pill for an ill. So I had a whole pocket of pills. I was taking lots of meds. I wasn't getting better. I had every blood test you can imagine. They were all negative. I had took, I did every imaging study because as a radiologist, I was imaging my whole body and all the imaging studies were negative. And I started to see a mental health care professional because I was really scared. And, you know, that wasn't helping either. I had three physician colleagues, friends die from suicide at this point. And I got really, really scared that I was heading in that direction. Right. Mm. So I just said, okay, Western medicine is amazing, but it's not helping me right now. I need to figure something out or I'm going to end up like my friends, like my colleagues. And so that's when I started to look outside the box of traditional Western medicine to see can I figure out what's going on? All of these symptoms seem completely disconnected. Nothing Mm -hmm. seemed, and everybody saw me as a symptom and gave me a pill for that symptom. Mm -hmm. Wasn't putting it all together. And so I was already exercising like a fiend, running races. I was already eating a plant-based diet. So I know my fitness and my diet and my nutrition were already on board as where they should be. So things that I started hearing about were things like yoga, things like meditation, things like coaching. And Mm. I thought those things were for those other people over there (laughs) because, you know, I'm a gym rat and I don't know about that stuff. You're already healthy. So I'm already healthy. Like what do I, and I don't know, those people are twisting their bodies into weird shapes and singing weird music and doing weird things and wearing weird clothes. And I had all these preconceived notions of this strange things these people were doing, but I kept seeing this advertisement for this local studio that's going this five-week, like 101 yoga meditation thing. And so I don't want to go by myself. And I asked my next door neighbor, who's a nurse, if she would come with me. And I was eye-rolling and she was eye-rolling. And (laughs) I said, look, hey, like, if this is terrible, let's just, we're just going to go out to dinner and just have a girl's night. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's like, all right, well, you know, we can't lose there, right? So We went and I have to tell you, I was exhausted, right? So I got up early. I can't tell you how many cases I read, how many biopsies I did. I got home, fed my kids, bathed my kids, put my kids into bed, got to this thing by 7.30 at night, barely could keep my eyes open, was super anxious. And by the end of the very first session, I felt this unbelievable shift. I just felt calm. I felt clear. And I wasn't tired. I wasn't tired. I'm like, wait, how could I not be tired? I just like, I felt like the whole world just stopped. Everything just stopped. 
And it was amazing. And so I had no idea what happened. And my doctor brain drove home. And I remember staying up almost the whole night just in the medical literature, trying to figure out what was going on. And what I came to understand was that there was a ton of medical literature, which I never knew about, that documented the benefits of what I experienced, which was basically I learned how to bring balance and homeostasis to my autonomic nervous system. So I balanced my stress response and my relaxation response, these two really important components of our autonomic nervous system. The stress response had previously been in charge and it was making me feel horrible. All these things I described to you ended up being from a whopping case of chronic stress. And that was the diagnosis that nobody made. And that's the diagnosis that ultimately made and figured out myself. And so I didn't need pills. I didn't need procedures. I didn't really need anybody except me and education on how to feel better. And that was the beginning. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you, so you found out basically that one session was enough to... No, 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 no. One session started to turn things around. I I went and exhausted and pain in my body and anxious and not focused and just a total hot mess. And I left and I was feeling calm and clear and awake and relaxed and my body felt better. And I just had all this clarity and I said, what the heck just happened? (laughs) So it was, that was the beginning of me recognizing that there was this imbalance, Mm -hmm. basically dysregulated nervous system. And I continued to go and I continued to keep going. And as I continued to go more and more and learn more and more, I started to feel better and better. But so one session was clearly enough to cause the shift and for the you to shift. feel different, like for yeah. to be enough to be convincing for you that this is the treatment, this is the prescription for you. Well, the, yeah, I said, what happened, right? Yeah. I'm like, all these pills, all these imaging studies, all these blood tests, you know, all this mental health, all this mental health appointments. I mean, mental health professionals are amazing, but yeah. this isn't what I needed at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the thing that said, okay maybe I can figure this out on my own. Because if I'm starting to feel better from this one session, you know, what can I learn from this so I can help myself feel better beyond this? You know, so whatever. Uh, out of all of your symptoms, which one went away first and which one mm-hmm. went away last? If you can remember. Right. Yeah, well, it's a long time ago, but I'd have to say just in that one session, I felt relaxed in my body. You know, I didn't feel like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. You know, I, I remember feeling relaxed in my body. I remember feeling calm. And I remember feeling clear. Okay. And, um, like not clear. Cheery. Clear, okay. like I didn't have a million thoughts in my brain just clouding up my okay. brain. Like uh, my brain was just quiet. You know, mm-hmm. just I just was, it was just this, this clarity. You know, mm-hmm. I just didn't, didn't even want to get up off the floor. You know, I just... <laughs> and which symptom went away last out of the multiple mm. that you have mentioned? Yeah. So just just continue with the story. What happened is I kept going oh. to the classes and then because we're physicians who are seeking knowledge all the time, I ended up going into teacher training for yoga, never thinking I'd teach anybody anything, just wanting to learn more. And it was there that I learned about the field of yoga therapy which beyond a yoga teacher training, which is a 200-hour training, yoga therapy is a 1,000 hours over three years. And I'm sharing that with you because over time, it took longer 
for me to completely relieve the paresthesias, the numbness and the tingling mm. in my hands and my feet. So that got better slowly, but that was mm. the last symptom to go away. So I think that was really, really affected by all the inflammation in my body that the chronic stress response and the cortisol and all the cytokines that were floating around was causing. So it was getting better, but it probably was the thing that took the longest to go away. And it's been mm. completely gone for over a decade. And did most of your or all of your symptoms resolve eventually? Like, so mm -hmm. all of your symptoms were caused by stress, you feel? Mm -hmm. Everything went away. Even the dark thoughts, even the horrible thoughts that I was having. And so that was the body-based work. So it started with the yoga, then the yoga therapy, then meditation, which was another three-year certification, which is very somatic-based meditation. I studied lots of other things like trauma and somatic yoga, and then the mindset piece with life coaching. And so really what I came to understand was that taking care of a whole person, body, bottom up, and mindset top down was a way to really create that overall well-being and to feel, you know, my healthiest, most joyful self. So it was a it was layers of education and layers of tools that I learned that I then became certified in that I then put together to help other people based on my own experience. I just love it that you felt inspired by your own initially negative and then transformative experience to help others. I think that's beautiful. And I really appreciate that you're sharing that with all of us. And I know that you're involved in a lot of trainings and activities that you are spreading the knowledge. So I have to ask you because, and I should have mentioned at the beginning like at, of the episode that fibromyalgia is believed to be caused by stress, maybe not mm -hmm. conscious, but Basically, like you described, the autonomous nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system being activated and whatever soothes the brain and sends the messages of safety, relieves the discomfort. What I have a question about is, do you believe that we can be stress-free? So what I believe is that we can't control stress coming into our lives, right? So we can't control things that are going to happen around us, whether it's at work, whether it's in our family, whether it's political, whether it's in another country whatever it is, there are going to be stressors. But what I do know 100% is that in any given moment, you have the ability to be calm, to be focused, to be grounded, independent of what's going on when you learn the tools to feel that way. So whether you're prepping yourself to go into a stressful situation or something stressful comes and you start to get the feelings that mm, my heart's racing, I'm getting hot, you know, my blood pressure is going up. I'm feeling tense in my body. My belly's starting to hurt. I'm getting a headache, like all these things. Before you get to the point where it's just absolutely crazy, like how I was with all of those symptoms, you can interrupt and regain control by starting to regulate your nervous system. So we can't stop life from happening, but we can take control of how we're feeling in any given moment. So interrupt and regulate uh, nervous system. Yeah, I interrupt have... and regain control. Yeah. I... So I really would love, and I know that we all, we have limited time and I cannot have you for hours, which I would love to have, but <laughs> so my typical patient or my typical client is somebody who is very stressed, both conscious stress when they're aware, but also subconscious stress, financial stress, job stress, children, husband, like multiple balls in the air. Where do you recommend that a person like me or like my client that we would start, that we should start? like and Let's just assume that for the sake of this conversation that we already are trying to eat healthy and we have some kind of physical activity on a regular basis. 
not necessarily yoga, but you know, that we have some movement and nutrition aimed mindset. Where do you usually start with your clients? Well, I like to break stress relieving tools down into three categories. And our doctor brains love that because <laughs> we like to really be organized in our thought and check boxes. And so categories of stress relieving tools, as I described, bottom up and top down, involve your breath, involve your body and involve your mind. And so when people ask me, and I get this question all the time, how can I start? I actually created four different, very short five minute videos that are free and are on my website. Okay. One is a calm, yeah, it's a calming breathing tool. One is a short series to relieve tension in your neck and shoulders. One is a short guided meditation. And one is a mindset shift. And so what I've done is basically created a little self-care sampler <laughs> with okay. videos that people can start with. Because I get that question all the time. I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, just get these four videos and just start and start practicing them. Genius. So uh, everybody will go to your website. I believe it's stressfreemd.net. Is that correct? Yeah. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you just click for your free videos and you can get started. So you can just follow along with me and I teach you how to do some of these tools from these different categories and you can see what works for you and what you want to continue to practice. So that's bottom up approach or that's up how does what is the other side of it? <laughs> it's both. So bottom up is body based. So calming breathing tool and Somatic movements to release tension in your neck and shoulders. And then the guided meditation, which is somatic based or body based, those are regulating your nervous system. That's body awesome. or bottom up. And then the life coaching is one video where I give you a mindset shift. Okay. The reason why I teach you the body based tools first is that when your mind is going crazy and you have lots of thoughts and it's offering you lots of things that aren't so nice, and we call it monkey mind, right? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to work with your thoughts when your nervous system is dysregulated, when your heart is racing, when you're sweaty, when you're tense in your body, when you feel nauseous, when, you know, your blood pressure's up, when all these things are happening, it's hard to work with your thoughts. So what I like to do is to really get really, really good and teach my clients how to balance their nervous system first, get calm in your body and then work with your thoughts. And that's why I actually created the videos in that series. The very last one, the fourth one, is the mindset shift. But I'd mm -hmm. like you to learn first how to feel calm in your body so you can work with those thoughts. That is genius. I was on your website before we connected. I haven't clicked on the videos yet. So I will put the notes and I mean, the website and link to in my notes. And this is really, truly a beautiful gift. And I experienced the tension relieving technique on your webinar and the breathing. That was really good also. So how do you organize your day around these techniques yourself? So that, you know, when a client asks you, how can I figure out where to put which one of these techniques? Mm -hmm. So there are two ways you can practice your tools. One is when you actually set aside some time. And the other is when you're doing other things. Okay. And we are really busy people, right? And one of the most frequent things I hear is, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I hear that almost every day. <laughs> and so one thing is that even if you don't have time that you can map out in your day, you can do these tools while you're doing other things. So you don't have to take more time, such as 
emptying the dishwasher, folding the laundry, driving your car, sitting with a patient, mm-hmm. um, you know, cooking dinner, you're at the grocery store, you're waiting in your car for something, you're getting your gas. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you're doing something else, you can be layering it with a calming breathing tool, you know, a thought, a movement, you know, all these things that I teach you you can do while you're doing other things so that you don't have to take time out of your busy day all the time. And that's important because I want you to practice them when you are calm, because then you'll build up the neuroplasticity, then you'll create those new neural pathways. Mm -hmm. So when some stressor does happen and you need to pull that tool out to use right away, you'll feel calmer more quickly because you've already built up those new neural pathways. Of those four tools, which one did you find most convincing scientific research behind it supporting it? Or is it all of them? Mm, there's research behind all of them. Mm-hmm. There's research behind everything and evidence-based um, research in every single thing I teach. So I can't say that one has more or mm-hmm. the other has more. And there's physiology and anatomy that we learned back in med school that really accounts for why these tools work. I would say that life coaching, probably the mindset work, doesn't have as much of the objective data. It's more subjective data. So all of the randomized controlled trials that are very, very reputable, even in our own medical journals and JAMA, for example, they are still objective data. But when you talk about breath and movement and meditation, there's a lot of data that's been or that subjective data, there's a lot of data that's objective, meaning they've measured it. So measured cortisol levels, measured cytokines, measured neuroplasticity, the changes that happen in your brain Mm -hmm. under functional MRI with neuroplasticity. So I would say when you work with the body-based tools, there's more objective or measurable data that can be reproduced. When we work with life coaching, there's subjective data um, Mm -hmm. more so, but there's still reputable data for both types of tools. Thank you for that. Very helpful information. Would you be willing to share any wins that are either recent or that come to your mind of your clients uh, when they start working with you from a very stressful situation or stressful point in their life to when they had either aha moment or when they were able to create like the new balance homeostasis? Can you share that? Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) As much as you want. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, it's amazing. So let me just try and pull out a few that are just popping in my brain, but there's so many wonderful stories. Let's see, I have one client who's a physician who actually had a terrible gymnastics accident as a child. And she also has a pars defect, which is a, a small break in her spine. For those of you that aren't familiar with what that is, that she was actually born with. And so she had some offset of her lower spine. And on top of that, as an adult, she had a bad car accident. And so she came to me because she wanted to relieve her stress in her life and to work with, you know, her thoughts and her digestion and her sleep, but didn't even really come to me because of her body pain, because that was just something she lived with her whole life. Mm -hmm. And so after she worked with me and after she did a lot of the different video series and we had life coaching calls as well, she was able to relieve all of the pain in her body by herself, by herself. Now she had 40 years of pain and it's gone, completely gone. So she went to routinely went to acupuncture and physical therapy and took some medications and chiropractors and all those things are great and massage as well. And I don't want anyone to think those things aren't great because I enjoy a lot of those myself, 
But what the amazing thing is in between your treatments, in between your massages, when you can make yourself feel better all by yourself, that is golden. So I love the story. You know, she said to me, I can't believe this, but for the first time in my life, I have no pain. She also has a scoliosis too, I forgot to mention. So 40 something years of pain relieved by learning how she could take care of herself through these different tools. So that was pretty amazing. I have a client that said to me, you know, because of what you taught me, you saved my marriage. Mm. I'm like, oh, wow, you saved your marriage. I just was the instrument by which you did so. Mm -hmm. A client said, you know, that she is not leaving medicine. You know, she had already typed up her resignation letter and now feels joy practicing medicine again. Saying on that same note, I have a client that was, is a resident and I'm working with him. And then from the very first session, he said, I want you to know that I've got one foot out the door. Like, I don't even think I'm going to continue my residency. Mm. And after our coaching series, he was actually offered the chief resident position and accepted it and is ever so grateful. And in in those last two examples you gave, well, three, the resignation, the marriage and the resident who, what do you think was the major change or shift in those situations? Did these people uh, learn how to regulate their nervous system? Was like, was that the magic sauce that happened first? Or you think that all four steps uh, were involved, the breathing part, the movement base, the meditation and the mindset shift, all of them? Yeah, we'll just break it back down into those two components of learning how to balance your nervous system, that body-based approach, and then learning how to work with your thoughts, that top-down mindset approach. So really putting those two together, that's the secret sauce. It's the combination. You know, all the years I was doing the body-based work, when I added that mindset piece, it was then I was whole, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. think I get plenty of clients that are doing lots of life coaching and they're still not where they want to be, or, you know, they haven't lost the weight yet. They come to me, the weight comes off. You know, they come to me, they're not sleeping. I'm doing all this life coaching, but I'm still not sleeping. They come to me, they're finally sleeping. I hear, I'm finally sleeping for the first time in decades, right? I'm waking up not tired anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. And so it's really the combination that seeing Mm -hmm. ourselves as this whole person approach to well-being. Mm, That is fascinating. So when we started talking about the stress-relieving approach, you said there were three groups or three and we, the first one was bottom up slash top to bottom. What were the other two? Or I might have missed that. Okay. So just to be clear, what I said was that I work from a bottom up body based and top down mindset approach to stress uh-huh. relief. So we have a whole person approach uh-huh. and I break that down into three categories. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the categories are working with your breath, working with your body which is a somatic-based movements, and then your mind, which is broken down into meditation and life coaching. So there are three categories of stress relief tools, but we work from both the body, bottom up, and the mind, the top down. Thank you for clarifying that because I did not get it the first time and I will definitely probably understand the second time I listened, but thank you so much for explaining that. It's extremely helpful. Well, Um, it's taken me a decade to figure all that out. So don't feel bad that you didn't get it the first time I shared it with you. (laughs) Thank you for uh, your graciousness and kindness. So obviously, we would love to know how we can work with you. I know that you are, and we'll post the links to your website for us. I believe these videos are available now, like they're, we can just click on them. How can people work with you if they're interested? Yes. So whether they want to 
coaching, private coaching or group coaching or my video series, which I have several others beyond those four free videos, they can go on the website and just schedule a free call with me. I call it a stress relief strategy call. I'm happy to talk to anyone, learn about what's going on, understand your goals, your desires, what's happening with you, and then figure out the best way to create a whole person approach to your stress relief. Thank you so much. I would like to shift gears a little bit and ask you about information you have in your bio about the giant, gigantic gap between medical education training and reality. So can you talk to us about that a little bit? That is pertaining more to physicians and medical students, obviously, but uh, I'm very interested in that too. Yeah. So we learn so much anatomy and physiology, but what we never learn is that we can actually work with our own anatomy and physiology. And that's why there's this huge gap. Everything I'm sharing with you, I didn't learn any of it in medical school. So what I did was I took the anatomy and physiology that we learned, and then everything I learned beyond that through yoga therapy, through meditation, through life coaching, through somatics, through trauma studies, and everything that I have gotten my hands on, I basically put all of that together. So we know about respiration, we know about breathing, but how do we work with our breath? to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. We know about movement. We know we have muscles and bones and ligaments and tendons, but how do we work with our muscles to relieve chronic tension? Mm-hmm. You know, We know that we can think a certain way, but no one tells us how to do it, right? So we know that we have this body and we have these systems that are happening in our body, but no one actually teaches us how to work with those symptoms, how to systems, how to work with that physiology, how to work with that anatomy. So that's that big, huge gaping hole. And that's the hole that I fill. And I really appreciate your mentioning that. I have felt it many times when I started finding out about how pain can be a presentation of aggravated nervous system in fibromyalgia. Are you involved in efforts to bring it to residencies and medical school or uh, you're working still on that and trying to bring some you know, change in that area? Well, I work wherever I can find interest, whoever's interested. So I think there's a spectrum. We basically have people who are already suffering. And so Mm -hmm. teaching them how to relieve their suffering. And then we have seedlings. I like to think of them as doctor seedlings, which are our medical students who we can educate to help prevent them from getting to the point where lots of our attendings are or lots of the general public are, right? And so I work with everyone. I have medical students I work with. I have residents I work with. I have attendings I work with. I have people that are not in medicine that I work with. Um, so really seeing where the people are, mm-hmm. what knowledge do they have, and what do they need me to help them with? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this work. I really appreciate that. And uh, for your advocacy of this work, how necessary it is to start earlier in our careers. It's so important. I mean, you know, like you were saying before, in the beginning, I think you talked about illness and disease. And, you know, I just want to share with everyone that not only does chronic stress make us feel horrible, when I gave you all my symptoms, I was vulnerable and told you all these terrible things that are happening, right? But chronic stress is the direct cause of most of the diseases in the world. Hypertension, diabetes type 2, heart attacks, stroke, cancer progression and growth. And it even shortens our longevity by prematurely shortening these telomeres, which are these little protective ends of our chromosomes that determine how long we live. So it's not only important because we want to feel better, we want to feel better in our bodies, we want to feel better in our minds, but by learning how to relieve our stress, we're actually making ourselves much healthier and preventing 
these chronic diseases from occurring. And thank you for bringing it up, the topic of shortening telomeres. I have read about it and obviously don't know enough to uh, be an expert on the subject, but can you talk to us about that, whether there can be, whether we can do anything to extend the life or the length of the telomeres in order to increase our longevity and decrease the risk of chronic illness? Yeah. The good news is don't worry if you've been chronic stress or chronically ill and your telomeres have prematurely shortened because research also shows that you can build them back up and make them longer. And I'll share with you that I've been studying this work for decades and I wanted to know what my cellular age was. You know, how old am I on the inside? Not how many years have I lived on this earth, but how old am I at the cellular level? So I sent my blood away to see what that was, you know, because I know that I've had certain history of certain diseases in my family and I know everything that I had experienced. And so I'm turning 57 this year, but I sent it about when I was 52, I sent my blood test away. And when the results came back, I was very scared to open it because (laughs) I didn't know what it was going to show, to be completely honest. But I told myself that if it was bad, I'd do more work. I know what I need to do. And if it was good, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. So when I opened the results, it said that I was 36 years old at the cellular level. Incredible. Incredible. 16 years younger. Yeah. So 16 years younger. So this stuff works. And I can tell you that I had some very stressed out colleagues and friends that said, I want to know what my cellular age is. And they sent their blood tests away. And their cellular age was actually greater than their chronologic age, which Mm. means they were older on the inside than how many years they lived on this earth. So Mm. they knew they had some work to do. So um, So what's your result confirmation that basically that it's reversible because you have been under incredible amount of stress. I mean, you said you have been as low as one can be uh, mentally. So was that like a direct confirmation that this Yeah, now... I know I did not have my blood tested when I was at rock bottom, but I am sure I was not 16 years younger at the cellular level (laughs) then. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's confirmation that you can actually be much healthier and much younger on the inside than the number of years you've lived on the outside. And to be 16 years younger on the inside, just, you know, just confirm that I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And it gives me the drive and the passion to continue to teach others to do the same. I have to say my overwhelming emotion right now or thought or feeling is the hope of that of hope. I, you gave me so much hope. I mean, information that we will that I will put out uh, as my next episode. But I would like to know what would be your parting words to my clients and patients who listen to the podcast who have chronic pain from fibromyalgia? What would be if you had only like one or two things to say, what would you tell them about stress relief and how it can impact their life? I would say that you have an opportunity in any given moment to feel better. Don't be upset with yourself if you don't know how to this point because you weren't taught. And the good news is that there are lessons out there. There is education that you can learn so that you can feel better all by yourself. You just need to learn how, and I'm happy to help you do that. Thank you so much, Robin. I really appreciate your time and sharing the knowledge. This was gold. So much looking forward to sharing with my clients and customers. And I really hope to have you back eventually. I would love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been an honor. That's it for today. 
If you love the episode, please share or leave a five star review. I welcome any feedback or questions and you can contact me via my website at www.winningatfibromyalgia.com. Till next time.